Hi everyone, welcome to the seventh episode of Georgia Politics. In today's episode, we will be discussing the coronavirus's impact in Georgia. Um, Georgia has postponed the Democratic primaries, and the virus has upended Georgia politics. All that and more on this episode of Georgia Politics. All right. Hi, everybody. Um, welcome to the seventh episode of Georgia Politics. So, um, yeah, I think you all know what's been happening these past couple weeks. In a very short period of time, the coronavirus has become one of the biggest epidemics that our generation has ever seen. The last time there was an epidemic like this was in like 1918 during World War One with the Spanish flu. This is on a completely different scale. This is in a new century. No one living today has experienced something like this. And um, it's just, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's really crazy. So I think the first thing I'm going to talk about, and let me just go ahead and talk about what I see for this podcast with this coronavirus happening. I'm not going to try to talk about the coronavirus that much. I know that's a hot topic of today, but to be completely frank with you, I understand as much of the coronavirus that you do. The average person. I do not. I am not a scientist. I am not a doctor. I do not understand everything there is about the coronavirus. All I know is the facts I have. And even then, I am going to give you an opinion on them. I am not going to tell you that I know everything about these facts. I'm not, I'm not going to give you some medical research and the what I project the deaths to be or the or the you know when it's going to end. I'm not going to tell you that stuff because I don't know that stuff. I don't know. If you want to find out that information, if you just want to have information on the coronavirus, you know, don't listen to this podcast then. I'm going to give you my opinion on Georgia politics and how the coronavirus has impacted it. That's my opinion. That's what I'm going to talk about. I'm not going to talk about all the statistics. I'm just going to tell you what the impact has been on Georgia politics with the coronavirus. So if you want to find out more information, go to like Google and just look up coronavirus. You can find multiple topics, multiple websites and links that have a lot more information than I do just about the coronavirus. Also, do not look at the media either. The media has a completely biased opinion on this also. You know, there's a lot of media stations that are blaming Trump on it. There's a lot of media stations that are blaming the state governments on it. There's a lot of media stations that are just blaming China, which in my opinion is true it is china's fault but we'll get to more of that in a minute all i'm trying to say is disclaimer i'm not going to be discussing the statistics of the coronavirus i'm just going to be talking about how it relates to georgia politics so i'm going to read this quote for y'all uh from brian kemp uh that he said um i think it was on uh, tuesday brian kemp said uh quote this we got to buckle down and support each other governor brian kemp says there are 146 confirmed coronavirus cases in georgia um, he said that on Tuesday. It's actually 197 now, so it has increased. Um, but to counter this, uh, they re- they Governor Brian Kemp on Tuesday signed into law a mid-year amendment budget, amend amended budget, sorry, that includes 100 million dollars in emergency funding to combat coronavirus. Um, this has come out of the state's uh, 2.8 billion dollar reserves to go to the governor's emergency powers, which I don't think anybody knew existed until this point. Yeah, he has emergency powers, guys. He's very similar to the president. He just operates in a very smaller part of the country. It's called a state. 
At least he's not the governor of Rhode Island. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, I can't really, I'm not going to disagree with this or anything because, yeah, this is a problem. We need the testing kits because, you know, now I'm going to tell the truth right now. So, you know, they had, um, there was a delay in testing kits when this epidemic started. And that's how it's really grown in America. If we had had those testing kits when, you know, it was when we needed them, we probably, this probably would still have been pretty, I mean, I don't think, we. I think we'd still have some cases in Georgia and maybe some other states, but I think it wouldn't be a, a smaller number and we would be able to kind of crack down on this easier. But now we're getting to the point where we're finally cracking down on it, but it's already spread a lot. I'm not, I don't have the actual numbers for the entire country. I only have the numbers for Georgia. But I'm sure the numbers for the United States is larger than the 197 patients are in Georgia. It's probably a lot more, a lot larger. But Georgia has only had one death, which which does show you something about this virus. That I think a lot of people understand is that the only way most people who have died from this virus are either over the age of 65 or they already have a pre-medical condition. This is something that most people already know. You know that's why they're quarantining the elderly people, telling people you can't go to a nursing home. You know. Uh, the reason why people who have like already have like some kind of disease are are quarantining themselves if they don't have the coronavirus. So the reason why people who have, who are exhibiting flu-like symptoms are being quarantined just because they might have the virus and they haven't been tested. But hopefully this will provide more testing kits with this, and also um, they're hoping one a part of this money is supposed to go to government jobs and other people's and other businesses that might be impacted by the virus uh, so they will not shut down because the I think the big thing with this and I think a lot what a lot of people are realizing right now is it's not really the virus but it's what's going to happen after the virus with the economics you know they're thinking oh no like you know the stock market's crashing they're thinking this is it might go into a recession you know people are more freaked out by the economic stresses than they are about the actual virus I think right now People are afraid that their money's gonna be worth less. You know, people are afraid that it's just, the whole economy's gonna crash. And I don't believe that. I'm not gonna economic. I, I don't know everything there is to know about the economy either. But I do not believe that's gonna happen. You know, I think they're they're right now they're trying to pour some money into the stock. I think the real thing right now is we need to try to get people to stop panicking. That way, the stock market, you know, prices can get higher and the stock market can stop going down. It can start going back up again. That's the hope. You know, hopefully people can, you know, start relaxing. But while this is still happening, I do believe that the economy, my hope is that once this virus is under control, the economy will just start. I think what everybody's hope is that it's just going to it's going to start going again. The only problem is when you have people, businesses shutting down, though, and they can't pay their rent, you know, they're going to have to close and people are going to lose jobs. And that's an inevitability right now. That people are probably going to lose their jobs, and it, it sucks, but it's probably going to happen. There's no way we can stop that from happening. You know, a business cannot stay open, pay cannot stay closed, and then at the same time pay their employees. They can't do that because you know they have to pay the rent for the building, or they have to file for. They have to do something, and that tends to be laying off employees because they're not getting any other. They're not getting any other money. But hopefully, my hope is that the state government and the federal government can start lending out money to like airlines and businesses, not major companies. Okay. Companies like Amazon are fine. I literally woke up this morning. I saw an Amazon truck drop, drop off a package. They're fine. Those companies are doing okay. Companies like Disney, you know, big corporations, they're doing okay. 
They have the money to back them up. They have something to lay back on. But the small businesses are what are really struggling. The independent businesses, they're what's really going to be struggling. They don't have anything to fall back on. If their business closes, they're done. There's a lot of businesses I've noticed that, like a lot of small businesses, this is really going to hurt them. Even some smaller chain, like retailers, are probably going to get hurt by this a lot. But hopefully, after this, they will be able to kind of get everything back together, is my hope. They'll just be able to figure it all out. People will start buying again. People will start just going out. Now, other countries have had a different response to this by... Now, America's kind of response to this is just quarantine everyone. Put everybody back inside. You know, don't go out. Don't do anything. Close everything down. Which is a good strategy to keep the virus from slowing. Because I think America's hope is that they can just hold out till the summer and kill it off. Now, I don't know if that's statistically right. I'm hoping it's statistically right because that's the path we've chosen. But I don't know. But other countries have a different idea on this. Uh, Like Denmark. Denmark is thinking, well... Just quarantine the elderly people and the people who have a better chance of dying for this. Let everybody else build up an immunity to it by just letting them do their own thing. So their economy is just still open. People are still going outside. They're still doing everything they were doing. It's just now they might have the virus. But, you know, they probably will not die from it. There's a big chance they will not die. And then instead of what's going to happen is they'll catch the disease. The disease will run its path. And then, you know, they'll, they'll eventually get over it, hopefully in the summertime or something like that. Or they've already, right now in America, they've already have some drugs, not vaccines. The vaccines take a little longer to produce. But they have some drugs that might, because um, they're trying to figure out what this, now this is the only statistic I'm going to tell you because I actually know this, is that they think that the um, the virus is feeding on a protein in the body and they're trying to create a drug that will block the virus from feeding on the protein so then the virus will just die in you. It's just going to die off, which is the hope. And I hope it works. Uh, so over several months, uh, this is Brian Kemp's quote, over several months I have worked closely with lawmakers to develop an amended fiscal year 2020 budget that reflects our priorities, reduces red tape in government, prior- in government, prioritizes public safety, and puts Georgia families first, Kemp said in a statement. Um, yeah, that's exactly what this money is trying to go to. They're trying to just keep families from suffering and keep the government, the government from suffering and just, the biz- and just everyone from suffering. That's the idea. We're just trying to slow this pandemic down so people can relax and everything can get back on track. But, um, yeah, that's um, I have a little something else to talk about the coronavirus in a second, but that's pretty much it I have for now. I'll talk about it in a second. All right, we can't have a political podcast without talking pod- po- politics, okay? And especially when it comes to stupid Democrats. You can't have a conservative podcast when you don't talk about stupid liberals, and that's what we're talking about right now. So, Georgia has postponed their primary elections. Oh, no. Oh, God. Oh, man. I can't believe it. The Democrats won't be able to have their primaries in Georgia for maybe a couple weeks. Oh, man. That just sucks. Man, maybe they won't have a... Maybe Joe Biden's going to lose or something. He won't He won't get the majority. And, and then Bernie Sanders will win. Or maybe nobody will win. And the, the whole process will fall apart. Because Georgia is not cooperating. And they're not going to do it with other, five other states. No. You literally have till November to do all this. And most likely, from a poll they've already done, polls already state that Biden leads Sanders by 44 points in Georgia. So most likely, now this is mostly a problem for Bernie Sanders. Now, Joe Biden is, I'm just going to be flat, I'm predicting this, okay, because it's probably the easiest prediction I've ever made. 
Joe Biden is going to win the primaries. And it's going to be Joe Biden versus Donald Trump. Unless Joe Biden has a heart attack or something, or his dementia gets even worse to the point to where he literally just can't even speak anymore, and his brain just rots out of his head, um, most likely Joe Biden's going to be, no, he is going to be the candidate. Do I want that? Not really, no. Bernie Sanders would be much better. You know why? Because he's a worse person. He's terrible. The dude is a literal communist. Nobody's going to vote for a communist. I mean, we're already looking at the polls for the Democrats. Democrats aren't going to vote for a communist. Like, and yeah, he's had a terrible chance of winning against Trump. Terrible chance. He does not even appeal. He doesn't even appeal to some of the more. He only appeals to like the radical Democrats. That's all he appeals to. But for Bernie Sanders, this is such a big problem because now he has like almost zero chance of winning. But he's, I mean, he never had a chance of winning. Even if he won the primaries, he would still lose the election. I mean, at least he can be thankful that he's not going to be as embarrassed because now he's not going to be like in Hillary Clinton's spot where everybody thought she was going to win and now and then she didn't. You know, he just didn't, he never even had a chance of winning. So he doesn't, he doesn't have to suffer the embarrassment, I guess, or maybe it's still embarrassing. I don't know where you take it. But yeah, so um, Bernie Sanders is like freaking out about this. And you know, what's so funny is this guy is like almost in his 80s. I think he is in his 80s. I forgot his age, but he's old. He's really old. He'd be one of the oldest presidents if he won. The guy is like, he was on, I think it was like CNN or Fox. He was talking about how he wanted to continue doing his campaigns. I'm like, dude, if you even got a, if somebody just sneezed next to you at your age, you would probably collapse and die right there. No warning. This, that is the dumbest. You are literally pretty much asking for death at that point. Why? Trump. Like, pretty much, like, he had, like, one, he had, like, two uh, rallies, but at each rally, there was a coronavirus case, and he pretty much shut it down. But then, like, Joe Biden and Bernie Sanders kept going a little bit. They're like, nah, we're fine, we're good, it's okay, everything's fine. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I mean, you people are just asking for death, oh my gosh. And then they're shaking, they're shaking each other, they're shaking people's hands, too. I'm like, what are you doing? You can't be shaking their hands. But like, well, it's political etiquette. But I'm like, I don't, bro, bro, you could die. I don't care if it's political etiquette. I think the people are gonna understand why you might not be shaking their hands, spreading germs. Okay, I don't care if you're pumping hand sanitizer into your hand while you're shaking their hands. It ain't gonna work, buddy. But you know, they finally announced they're just gonna stop campaigning for now, even though they still criticize Trump. Like. They, they still got on the, the one thing they I think they talked about was like they were going to just do it without an audience. But I'm like, isn't the whole idea of a primary that you're going to have like people there? People are supposed to be there. Like, I mean, I guess you guys can't handle that from proven from other primaries, I guess. But like, God, <laughs> you, you what? You can't have a primary without an audience. Yeah, people might be watching you on TV. I mean, I'm not saying you get that many people anyway, but still, that doesn't make much sense. But whatever, the Democrats don't make much sense at all. I was hoping to find something from Stacey Abrams today, but um, nothing. Maybe she died. I don't know. That's terrible. I'm sorry. But seriously, like, ugh. I can only imagine what she's probably saying in her head. Oh my God, Brian Kemp's watching this. I can't believe he's doing this. Why is he doing such a great job? Imagine her right now. Oh my God, we'd probably all be dead. Whatever. Okay, well, 
Um, let's talk about a little bit more about the coronavirus and how it's upending Georgia politics. Okay. I like to call this coronavirus part two because we're still talking about it. Okay, so um, coronavirus is kind of with the federal government and other state governments right now. It's kind of just messing up the political system, which is why I do not have as much information right now. Is because people can't meet and act stupid. I can't, I can't talk about people acting stupid. What am I supposed to do? I mean, this, this, my business is suffering. The 36 cents I make from these ads, I'm not making that anymore. Oh my God. Like, what? Well, how am I supposed to survive? I mean, you people aren't going out there on stage acting stupid. I, politicians aren't doing stupid things, so I can't do anything. Oh my God. This is really freaking me out, guys. I mean, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, oh, I'm really freaked out right now. But, um, let me just read you some stuff real quick. On Thursday, Georgia lawmakers abruptly suspended the legislation. Wow. Okay. Sorry about that. Suspended the legislative session. Candidates canceled events and announced they would no longer hit campaign trail. And the Democratic Party scrapped a major fundraiser for Joe Biden. Why does he even need a fundraiser? I mean, I guess yeah, he needs the money, but dude. Joe, I mean, Bernie Sanders is either going to die from the coronavirus or the Democrats are going to get a shotgun out and forcibly push him out of the primaries. Either one of those options, he's going to be out of it. So, I mean, you probably won't even have to. I mean, I guess he might need this fundraiser for reversing Trump, but you should already get to the reality that you're probably going to lose that too. You won this, congratulations, but yeah, you're not going to win against Trump. I mean, the dude, people are acting like he's some safe bet. The dude was literally talking about how if he was in high school, he would like brutalate Donald Trump. And to be completely honest, if that really happened, I think Joe Biden would just get shot by a bunch of Trump's high school bodyguards or something. I don't know. I don't know what you're thinking. But yeah, this is just a bunch of stuff. And I particularly though, I don't really care about the fundraiser and all that. I want to talk about the how they suspended the legislative session. That this is the biggest part with Georgia politics, not everything else that's going on. So the entire Georgia's legislator urged to self-quarantine after positive coronavirus. I don't think they were urged. I think they were just kind of demanded. And what's so funny is like you would think this is like, oh, okay, well, possible case. Everybody's just going to go home, chill, relax. But no, some of these legislative guys are really pissed off. Uh, one of the representatives, uh, uh, Scott Turner, is was literally saying, I am shaking with rage. These guys are pissed off. I mean, I guess it's their job, but th- I think the real reason they're pissed, and I'll, this is just stupidity. I mean, I, oh my God, I almost want to laugh, okay? This is just dumb. I don't feel like the guy should get as much bad, like, atta- should not be attacked as much as he is right now, but I'm, I gotta say, I mean, this is just stupid. I don't know why you would do this. I mean, this is just so dumb. We just read it real quick, okay? So, the Georgia legislator lashed out upon hearing the state senator, Brandon Beach, spent Monday after exhibiting flu-like symptoms at the state capitol, where hundreds of people go in every day to do, and literally, they said this was, they had released, like, 10 days ago, stating, do not come in to work if you are exhibiting coronavirus symptoms which is pretty much exactly the same as a flu but the dude i don't like did he not get the email did he not get the message like he just was like nope you know i'm fine whatever okay i have some flu-like symptoms there's an entire 
pandemic going on that involves a virus that has similar symptoms. But I'm just going to go in the work anyway. Whatever. What was it? Was he like, what important business did he need to be called in on that day either? Like, was he just there? Just going over some paperwork? Like, I just, I mean, unless I had to like be there desperately, I would understand why he'd come to work. But even like, if you're exhibiting flu like symptoms, you really shouldn't come to work, dude. Probably not fit to work at that point. But he came in anyway. And for all we know, he probably spread that disease among hundreds of other representatives. And they, have to, they literally have to just cut the session. They're like, nope, stop. Everybody stop. Put down your pens. Get out. I mean, that was just stupid. I mean, you see what's happening, right? You're looking out. You look outside. You see people wearing the, the face masks. And you hear on the news people exhibiting flu-like symptoms. Like like um, Ted Cruz, who like quarantined himself. Even though he never even had any symptoms. But he just was in contact with a guy that had that. He quarantined himself immediately. Even though the doctor told him he really didn't have to. He did it anyway. But this guy, he doesn't. I don't know what he was thinking. That is so dumb. Oh my gosh. And this is really how this virus is going. This is the problem, though. I, this is my prediction for the virus. So, you know, they're telling everybody to stay inside, but I, Americans cannot stay inside that long. I don't care what you tell them. It's a free country, okay? People are going to go outside and do things. Okay, I'm going out and doing things. Okay, I go play tennis. You know, I go do stuff. You know, I we sometimes go. I mean, we're trying to stay inside as much as possible. But even on my street, people are so tired of sitting inside. They're walking around, interacting with each other. This is like the my neighbors are pretty stay inside. But this is the first time I've seen some of them like my entire time here. Like some of these people I've never seen my entire life. But people are so cooped up inside that they're, that, you know, they're still going to try to go out and do things. You can't just tell them to stay inside. And you can't forcibly keep them inside. So the hope is that people will just listen. But I'm going to be completely honest. People will probably listen for a little bit. But then when they start getting tired of it, they're going to start going outside again. You can't stop that. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, you know, I mean, I don't know how long... They're even thinking that maybe they might just send everybody home in the state government and the Capitol. Like all the congressmen, all the senators, just send them all home. And they'll just, I guess, I don't know if they're going to, they have like an online system or something where they're going to be talking about, like they'll be having hearings using like FaceTime. I don't know. But I, I don't really know what their plan is. But um, yeah, wow. I hope you all enjoyed this episode of Georgia Politics. Um, I know this was a shorter episode, only three topics, which is really fascinating since only last week with my other episode, we had like a, we had like a ton of topics to cover. And that was like a 40-minute uh, episode. But, you know, this was a shorter episode today. But I, I hope you still enjoyed it. You know, hopefully this gives you, I don't know if comfort's the right word, but just something to do while you're at home, stuck inside. Um, but, you know... But please, you know, uh, our podcast has grown. We are on multiple other podcast stations right now. We are on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Apple Podcasts. So, you know, please uh, go check us out on there. Please subscribe. Do whatever they ask you to do to like or do anything that you can do for me. Please do it on those podcasts. 
on those whatever apps. Just do it. It'll make my life so much better, so much easier. And thank you for the... I mean, this podcast has grown almost as quickly as the coronavirus has spread. I, I am extremely honored right now. That was a terrible joke. I don't know what I was thinking, but whatever. Um, please, uh, I'm just so thankful. Thank you all. Um, just have a great day. God bless you. Stay safe. You know, don't get the virus. Um, thankfully, I'm still safe. I know I had that cough last week, but I, I feel much better. But still, until I ramble on forever, uh, just have a good day. God bless you. Uh, don't get the virus. And uh, bye. This advertisement is sponsored by You Bible. You Bible is a new podcast that has recently been released on Anchor. This podcast is fairly new, only has one episode uh, called Obedience. Uh, this is by, made by a friend of mine, actually. Uh, this podcast is supposed to teach you about the Bible and a little bit more about some verses that maybe you don't know. I would definitely suggest checking them out, wa- listening to the first episode. It's only nine minutes, very quick episode, so you know it doesn't take up a lot of your time. You can listen to it while you're on the go, unlike my podcast with my 25 long <laughs> minutes of nothing. <laughs> I'm joking, but you know, this is a short podcast, very simple. He does a great job. He's got one of those voices that, you know, is just really good on podcasts, probably better than mine. I stutter a little bit, but um he does a I would say fairly really good job. So please um go check out uh the U Bible.